Hello everyone, welcome to the 5 Minutes Podcast. Today I like to talk about one thing that always comes to my mind when I'm studying and preparing things on negotiation. is the concept of the anchoring bias and who should make the first offer. So every time you reach a negotiation, you plan and you are ready and you are starting to negotiate, there is a dilemma. Should I say first what is my intention or should I wait for the other side? So there is a lot of research that I don't want to go deep, but most of the research say that there is an anchoring bias that supports that you should make the first move. And the anchoring bias tell us that people behave always towards a starting point. So one, one quick example, if you get lost what is very common is very common that you start walking in circles around the first point you notice that you were lost. And this is an anchoring bias because you don't want to lose and you use that starting point as your reference. So for example, if you go and I, I love to study this behavior, for example, on the luxury market, most of these very high profile brands of Everything that sells luxury products, they use a lot of the concept of anchoring. What do they do? They create a special release of a watch or a special release of a new wine or a champagne or a car, a luxury car. And what they do? They put the price they want. They, they, they don't put a price based on the, you know, on the materials or the labor. No, they just put a price. And usually it's a very expensive and out of comparison with, uh, I would say, a normal product. And they put that price as an anchor. And they create that scarcity on that product. But that product does not aim to make profit. But that product aims to anchor all the other products of that company. So, for example, they create a handbag that they produce, I would say, a thousand bags and they charge a hundred thousand each of them. What happens with all the other handbags? They will have that ultra VIP handbag as an anchor to support their price. So you are creating this, um, it looks like a trick, but this is a human behavior. And this, if you study economic behavior, you will see that kind of movement very easily. So when you make the first move, you are putting that anchor. But one question you may ask me is, uh, but Ricardo, when I'm doing a negotiation, there is the other side. If we both know that, we will both make the first move because then we will both anchor our options. So what happens if the other side make the first move? So the first thing you need to know is that if they anchor something that is very different from your belief or your zone of possible agreement, it's very important that you should not put a counter offer immediately. You should not do that because if you do that, you are reducing your chances of having a deal. So let's suppose a quick example that I want to hire you, okay? I want to hire you to work with me. And let's suppose that I did some research and that your work is worth between 40 and 60 US dollars per hour, okay? I'm just making up a number here. And then 
we start talking about the job, I explained it to you, you did some research, and then we, we did all the rapport and all the process, and we are starting now the offers. And then you move first, and then you can start by saying, look, I just did a work, and I think that my work for this case is $100 an hour. And I'm expecting something smaller than that, because I was expecting 40 to 60. And if you anchor in 100, I don't expect that you will be reducing to 40 or 60. And if you do that, it will not sound nicely, right? Because, you know, you are just guessing. So what I do, I should disqualify your anchor. So instead of making a counter offer and saying, oh, I pay you 40. And then you may say, are you joking? I'm telling my value is 100 and you are paying 40. But what I should do instead of making a counter offer, I should disqualify your position. I should say, oh, thank you. This is very nice. I don't want to question your value. But let me tell you, for someone with your qualification and this and that, blah, 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 I say, I did some research on this magazine, on this report, on this company, on that company. And I saw numbers that are very different from yours. So look, I'm not saying the number, very different. So I suggest that we stop here this meeting. I think you should go back, do a little bit of research, take a look and come because with this starting point, it will be very hard for us to achieve an agreement. Did you see that? I didn't bring any, any, absolutely any other position any other number. I just said that that number is not sustainable, is not uh, whatever. Uh, okay, in this case, I would not say it's not fair, but you should disqualify. And then when you come back, you may say, look, I revisited, I have a lot of interest, and I think a good number would be $70. And then I say, look, now it's far better, but you know, our expectation was quite different. Our expectation was something between 40 and 45. You know, so what I'm doing, I'm by presenting 40 and 45, I'm given a range. I know I can go up to 60. And then you may say, okay, maybe I can do something because it's you. So I'm trying to bring the other side to inside my zone of possible agreement. And this is how you fight. So don't think that just by making the first offer, the other side will not have the right and the ability to disqualify that. But when you make the first move, you are putting the first stone on the game and you have a small edge when you are negotiating. Think about that when you are doing your next negotiation and see you next week with another 5 Minutes Podcast.